It's a new day. Let's go. Hi, you're welcome. You have just tuned in to Action Youth and Young Adults Church. We are the vibrant youth of Action Chapel International. Over here, we're family. We're growing in love and supporting each other to develop and maintain a strong relationship with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you're blessed as you fellowship with us and encounter the Holy Spirit. Now please, jot things down as you enjoy today's message. Pray to God for me and for yourself. May the Lord cause it to manifest. Amen? May the Lord bless you. I thank you for praying for me. It is not easy to stand up here. So, um, the Lord bless you. I pray now that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, would come and manifest himself. I pray that he would cause me to decrease so that he can increase. And for his name's sake, because I'm not worthy, I may have thought, done, and said some things that doesn't even qualify me to stand here. But for his name's sake and for his people's sake, may his Holy Spirit come prepare our hearts and our minds and may he download the mind of God through his word so that his people will be edified, empowered prepared encouraged so that you can go out and fight a good fight, take ter territories in his name and, and do kingdom work in anticipation of his coming. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for his sake Amen Give God some praise in the house. It's okay to give God praise. Don't worry about what I'm doing. This is your time. This is between you and God. Don't worry about what I'm doing. What has he done for you? Has he done anything for you? Has he done anything for you? Is he worthy? You tell me, is God worthy? Is he the good God that you say he is? Yes, but I was saying, if you're going to do it, make it purposeful. Be intent about what you do. Because by all indications, God is intentional about you if it is true that he knew you before you were a clot of blood in your mother's womb it is true that if the hairs on your head are numbered and he knows every one of them if it is true that your name is engraved in his palm if it is true that forever your walls remain before him that tells me he's very intentional about you so don't give him a alright that's enough kind of praise you always, every chance you get, as long as there's breath in your lungs, you owe him. You owe him a debt you can't pay. He took his only begotten son, only begotten son, who did no wrong, knew no sin. But for your sake and my sake, we, the carnal, sinful, 
contaminated, devilish, stained. Yes, devilish. Because we take on attributes of the devil. We do by our very acts and our very thoughts and our very deeds. What we say is Luciferian sometimes. We have our moments when we get in his presence, but we get out and just that quickly. I know I'm guilty of it too. I can leave here and I can get crossed. And buddy knows. Good to see you, buddy. He's been in my coming arms. And somebody will cross me and say, hey, what about them? And God is saying, oh, what's up? I created him too. By our very thoughts and actions and our words, we do things that are so far removed from the one we are supposed to be emulating. So when you do things, when you have the opportunity, because he is purposeful, because he is intentional about his relationship with you, how he deals with you, how he thinks of you, how he perceives you, you must also reciprocate. Amen? Give him a hand clap of praise. You can't clap your hands with your mouth shut. You can't give him praise with your mouth shut. And then take your seat. because nobody knows like you know what God has done for you. You don't know what God has done for me. Like Nanama said, I wasn't there when he saved you and you weren't there when he saved me. You don't know where I was going when he caused me to turn around and I don't know where you were going. But if anything matters to you, if anything, if anything really, really strikes you, you should think, that at that point, he cared enough for you to take you, pull you out of that muck and mire, set your feet on solid ground, turn you around. think about God and his goodness and be quiet. You just can't. I don't know, but it's not possible. Maybe I'm different, but it's just not possible. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Please be seated. You're welcome on behalf of our Papa. 
This is Aya. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, this is Aya. It's a new day here. And we always want to be mindful of that. Every new day. The Bible says, He crowns our day with tender mercies, loving kindness. Every day. Not because you are worthy of it, not because of any good thing that you've done, not because of something that you have done to make, make up for it. It's just simply because he is good. Good means anything that gives of themselves totally for the benefit of another. I know I haven't given myself totally to anything for the benefit of another. If I give myself some way, I want something back. Amen? I don't know about you. I'm just being truthful. I'll do something for you. But at some point, I'm be like, uh, and what about me? It's just human nature. But God, he goes all out, amen, and doesn't expect anything back. But it behooves you to understand that if that's what he'll do for you, the least you can do, the least is to praise him, worship him, honor him every chance you get. And then he turns around sits in the midst of your praise. He inhabits the praises of his people and executes vengeance and judgment. You, with your wicked self, say, you just praise me. I'll overlook and I'll sit in the midst of your praises and execute judgment and vengeance on your behalf, not for my sake, for you. Those people, those things from your background, from your relationship, that I'll turn around and I will judge those things. And because you are mine in Christ, I will give you the upper hand. Here's a judge, a righteous judge saying, I won't hold it against you. Just let me show you the way to help yourself. Show you the way to give me what I need to help you. And you're still like, if you're going to do it, just do it. You have an attitude. You should praise God like you've lost your mind. Because when you're out there doing the stuff that you shouldn't be doing, you do it like you've lost your mind. At least you look like you've lost your mind when you're doing it. Because people look at you and say, wait, really? You thought he was saved. I thought he was... Yeah, you look off. But you do it anyway. If you could do it for the devil, you might as well do it for God and do it excellently. Amen? Well, last week we started talking about understanding the process of spirituality and maturity. And we talked about that man is a tripartite being comprising the spirit, the soul, and the body. And that at the point of salvation, it is your spirit that is saved. It is instantly saved, made whole, renewed. If any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. That new creature there is talking about your spirit. The spirit of God is the candle of man. Immediately you confess and you accept your spirit is saved, is sealed. Amen? Now, the work begins with your soul. Soul is your mind, your emotions, your intellect, your reasoning, all those things that <laughs> make you human, I, I make you relate or not, is your soul. And that is what you must work on daily. That's the playing field of the devil because the devil's job is to make you doubt. 
is to make you backslide. If he can raise any doubt, and if he makes you unstable, unsure, what's the, what does the Bible say about that? If you're double-minded, you what? You can never receive anything. Because if he can cause you to doubt, and he plays in that area, your soul. He doesn't have to attack you all the time. Sometimes he will. Because you might be getting out of his grip. But all he has to do is, uh, is plant a seed. Uh, you see what you're going through? Where's your God now? And then he'll walk away. And then you start thinking, God, man, you don't love me. I'm not worthy. You didn't think about me. Look at what I'm going through. I've lost my job. My, my, my landlord is about to put me out. My lights have gone off. Why? What did I do? I know I'm sinful. So you don't care about And then you blow it up. And he's standing by going, oh, Louis. <laughs> don't you know that? He said, I love you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The waters and the rivers, which we talked about last week, the trials, the temptations, the fire will come. But if you trust me, I'll see you through. We often pray thinking God is just going to shortcut. It is not in his purpose. Why? Because his purpose is to take you through the process. And the process is supposed to bring you to a place of maturity, perfection, after the image of who? Jesus Christ. So the spirit is saved. The mind is being saved daily. That's why he says renew your mind daily. Because you can win the battle in the morning and in the afternoon or the evening you will lose it. That's just because you are, as a human, you have no power, no authority, except that which is imputed through Christ. And the devil knows all I have to do is just, while you're thinking you're having a holy moment, he will cause Mansa to pass by. And you know what you did with Mansa. You know what you said to Mansa. So, eh, so you think you're holy now. Okay, Mansa, hey. <laughs> and you'll be like, Holy Spirit, hold on. Mansa, <laughs> can we meet tonight at seven? Just that quick, you can lose the battle. The Bible says even if you were looking and you look too long, you have committed the sin. She can pass. She doesn't have to say anything to you. And it works too for the girls too. Kofi can pass. And you look and think, hmm. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. And the devil says, the moment you've done that, you might as well because you have just done it. Because why? We talked about that last week. Genesis 1 says, God created man. Then Genesis 2 says, he withheld the rain from the land because there was no man to till it. But you said in Genesis 1 that you created him. So how can you say in Genesis 2 that there's no man? That tells you creation is up here. He perceived you. He imagined you. He thought of you. He had a semblance of what he was going to make you, how you were going to be, how you were going to look, your characteristics. All of that was conceived. He created your imagination. It's where creation begins. Then, in chapter 2, because he needed a man to till the land and to care for the animals, he now came and he formed the man. 
So Papa was explaining last week that he creates you. He finishes the process. That's why the Bible also says, I am God who knows your life, the end from the beginning. In other words, I complete that life. Then I cause your mother and father to meet, to birth you, to come and live that plan. That's why I know you. That's why there's nothing about you that surprises God. When you have your crisis, it's your crisis. It's not a crisis for God. Because he laid out your life. He knew you were going to be here today. He knew somebody else was not going to make it today. He knows in the next hour when you're done, you're going to leave from here. And some of you are going to be right, and some of you are just going to just go right back to your stuff. He knows. So he's not sitting up there going, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, we didn't see that coming. What are we going to do about that? How are we going to, because, you know, I want to deliver him or her. So this plan, this has really, he has shocked me. He's omniscient God, omnipresent God, all-knowing. He's sovereign. There's nothing that you do that surprises him. Something's happening in your life because you don't know what's going to happen even the next five minutes that shock you. But he's the almighty. Think about his name. The creator. The provider. The protector. The healer. Everything that you need, he is. I am that I am. Substitute that thing that you need that thing that you want to be, that thing that you want to acquire, attain, substitute. He is that which you need. So why are you looking around and where are you going? To whom can you go for help? Who else can do for you? We are busy looking, running around right there in front of you. And you're thinking, oh, it can't be that easy. It's got to be lightning and thunder. You're looking for, my child, turn left. It's the still small voice. But you don't know it because you don't know his voice. You must get to the point in your process of becoming mature to identify, to know his voice. So that when you hear the voice, you heed. You yield, you turn to. There are a lot of voices going on. Some in your own head. I dare to say sometimes I act schizophrenic. Not you, I can't talk about you. Sometimes I'm like, mm -hmm. and it's all me. But I want to go here. Now you know what's for you can't go. You can't. But I want to say this. All in your mind. Renew your mind daily. That's where the battle is. As for your body, there's no good thing that can come from your body. That flesh, it must be subdued. The only way it's going to be subdued is if you control the soul. You yield that soul. How are you going to do it? By the word. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Because when you know the truth, you're guided by the truth, which is his word then you are able to subdue the soul, the emotions, the thoughts, the ideas, the imaginations. 
once you have that under control, when the flesh rises up and says, we're feeling a little bit lonely. We need Mansa right now. Call Mansa. Come and say, hey, my friend. I beseech you, therefore, present your, well, you present your body as what? A living sacrifice. You start, the word starts coming up because the devil is making suggestions in that playing field of your mind. But if you have the word in your heart, that word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you, that the Holy Spirit is going to call up and tell you, this is where you need that word. Don't listen to that voice. Listen to the voice of the word. And when you have, you can now subdue the flesh and say, Ajubre. Boys? You are all adults. I can talk to you. Charlie, don't think with this. Don't think with that hair. Think with this one. Calm down. There's nothing in this world that man hasn't seen before. This is happening. But I'm in the process of perfection. I'm striving to attain. I'm pressing towards the mark of what? The higher calling. And you're leaving behind. It's not that easy because some things you've done, some things you've said, some habits, they are with you. They are part of the flesh. They have gotten into your soul. They have taken root. So how are you just going to just suddenly break? It's going to take daily work. Specific, intentional, consistent. You must be persuaded. Another lesson we, we learned about. That there's an intended place it's supposed to reach. God has a specific agenda. And if you yield and you trust him, then you also have to believe the steps of a what? Huh? A what? They are ordered, the steps of the righteous. So regardless of what the situation looks, all the things that bombard you, when the scripture says, we went to the scripture and we talked about um, the waters and the, um, you know, the rivers and the fire and all of that coming to test you. What scripture was that? Someone? Anyone? I didn't come to lecture. It's Isaiah 43 and 2. Can we get it up and see? When thou passest through the waters, 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 not water, that means many issues will come up. I will be with thee. And through the rivers, even the problems have different grades. Level one, waters. Level two, rivers. The river is more rambunctious than the waters. It's more giddy giddy. There's more fights to put up with the rivers. They shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, you've graduated from water, where you can at least tread water and swim. Now you're walking through fire. Where's your defense? Your only defense is his word. Thou shalt not be burned. He's telling you, make you no fear. Let's throw. Keep your focus on me. Those things are going to come up. It's part of the process. Spiritual maturity. 
we're talking about. That's the topic, spiritual maturity. These things will happen. So if you think you get saved and then the problems go away, oh, Laji. Oh, Labawa. I'm speaking my fuga. You're lying. It is especially because you're saved, because you've made a decision, a conscious decision to remain in the camp of God is why you're going to have the problems. And they're even going to be more magnified because you are now a target. You are a target because you are a threat to the kingdom of the devil. You, you have accepted Christ. Before you and me, we, when I say do, you do. When I say go, you go. Now you want to tell me no. Hey, what pastor? I'm coming for you. The moment you say, I accept Christ, you have declared war. You have chosen a side. That's what the Bible says. There's no middle ground. Either you're for Christ or you're for the devil. Either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. Straight up. You can't be a good Christian and walk in between. You are joking. Because when you get here and go stand there, but God, I, was, I didn't do anything. I was just quiet. Did you accept Christ? I'm like, Depart from me. But I did this thing. I don't know you. And when you get to Satan, like, eh, you want to bluff me when you know. If you are ready for the devil, he doesn't have time to attack you. When he's finished with you, he's got you. But when you say, I'll live for Christ, okay. You call, he will use even people you love. Your family, your siblings, those are the ones when he chokes you, will pain you by. Use the voices to work in your soul, your mind. So it is important that you are persuaded, you're grounded, because it is all required in the process, process of maturity and spiritual growth. What is the purpose of all of this? We are to conform. It is God's plan to bring us into conformity with the image of who? Jesus Christ. God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the triune God. Jesus is our standard, our example. But look, Jesus himself didn't have it easy. He walked this earth 33 years. He went through all kinds of trials the first 30 his ministry was all of three years. And even in the midst of the ministry, when he actually came into maturity, the problems were even more, the attacks. Then Satan was like, eh, okay, my imps can't do it. Now me and you, man to man. So understand, even, that's why they always say, new level, new devil. And you graduate from glory to glory. But what you learned in class one, you have to pass that test before you get promoted to class two, Abby? Or you were just jumped? Hmm. Me, they forced, they tried. Many times they almost failed. But you have to pass it. But what you learn in class two is stronger, more intense than what you learned in class one. You can't be in class five doing class one work. And then you, you be Jimmy Jimmy. 
when you get to class five, you're doing stuff that's you're doing algebra, you're doing you're doing stuff that class one people can't understand unless they're just simply genius. We have geniuses in the world. And even that reflects the glory of God. Every genius. If you have a two-year-old that can play Beethoven, God is showing you I can do all things. Me, the creator. Everything here just is a symbol of my glory. Amen? When you walk through the fire, shall not burn thee, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. If you trust him, the only way you're going to see the manifestation is through his word. Being grounded in his word, being established in his word, being persuaded by the word. Otherwise, everything else is a waste. First John 5 and 4 says, Whatsoever is born of God will overcome the world. First John 5 and 4. First John 5 and 4. Whatsoever is born of God. Are you born of God? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You are born of God. He's talking about you. So this is the promise. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that, that, that overcometh the world, even our faith. By faith. You are in Christ. You've accepted it. You believe. You have already overcome. But you don't know it because you didn't study that. That's why when we little, they made you Sunday school. The chapter... And the word chapter you because first John five and then you and when you forget you like you didn't study it and give you six of the very best and these days they don't whip when I was young they used to whip when Mr Mason does the king like the you know that it's a neighbor you start they haven't whipped you then you start feeling you're behind because you know what's about to happen fire. But it wasn't because they were being mean. When you get the word, you have to study it, memorize it, commit it. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. You have to be purposeful. Put it there. Because the time is coming in the process of your maturity where you will be faced and you have to say, I am a victor. I'm an overcomer. Not because I'm saying, that's what God said. Why? Because I am born of God. Because I'm born of God, this is what I'm entitled to. You don't know what you're entitled to. It's like your father buys you a phone and you just, and then you go to school and then somebody comes to you and says, give me that phone. <laughs> when you know the thing is, you'll be like, my son, give me back. My father bought me that. What do you mean? Catch up upon unto me, ma'am. You come with him because you know that's yours. You're entitled to it. You know what you're entitled to. Amen? But when you don't know, when they kick you, then you go and sit somewhere and cry. That's what the devil, devil is banking on, that you don't know who you are. You don't know whose you are. You don't know what you're entitled to. You don't know the promises. Simply by contracting with God. It changes your level, changes your life. It doesn't mean the problems won't come, but you have the faith. You have an expectation. He has a place he's bringing you that will make you experience that. 
He has created it in his mind already. He has formed you. Same way, he's the blueprint. Create through faith. This is what I want to build that house. Like Papa said, you created in your mind. You see the house you want to build. But now you must have an architect put it on paper and then go to the town plan to get a permit before you can form the house on the land. You've created it. It's in your mind. You know how many bedrooms. You know where the bathrooms are, the kitchen is. You know. You know what tile you want on the floor. You know what kind of work you want on the ceiling, what kind of lights. You've created it in your mind. Have you formed it? Because you have to buy the land, get an architect, put the drawings there, take the drawings, get it permitted, and then come and form it. Then the house is standing there. Same thing. You don't know who you are. And the devil knows you don't know because you're not studying. But when you get to know who you are, you are a gift to the world, but you don't know that. How do I know you're a gift to the world? Ephesians 4 and 7, the last scripture. Ephesians 4, actually 7 and 8. But unto every one of us is given grace. God gives us all grace. We're here by grace. To the measure of the gift of Christ. Number eight. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. You see, you have gifts. And you will give account. When I, when I got saved, when, when I came here and I was going to, Papa told me to come to the school of ministry because I was, I was everywhere. I was lost. You all have it together. Shigelele. Diamond. I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing. I just knew I was all of that and a bowl of chips, okay? My, my father was like, this thing way. Because I was lost. But he told me, say, you have gifts. I'm like, so what? You want me to stop acting? You want me to stop? I mean, I'm doing my business. You want me to stop and come to Christ? I mean, what kind of life is that? I have plans. I want to go to Hollywood. I mean, my father's looking like, hey, as you come, go and pray. I was like, God is talking to you about me and he's not talking to me. Papa, I think you need to pray again. Me? That's how crazy I was. But I didn't understand. Then he told me, he said, no, he doesn't want you to stop acting. Just now understand whose side you're on. When you go to your set, your goal location, don't just go and act like one of them. Yes, you have to be among them to win them. But you go up there and let them see a difference in you. They know the other Jaku. Shake Lily. Let them see. What has changed? What? Ah. That will attract them. Ajay, what's going on? Go there. Even in exhibiting the gifts that he's given you. He's given us pastors, teachers. They're all gifts to the body of Christ. To edify us. To build us up. To encourage us. To empower us. In the process to maturity and perfection. Same thing. Those gifts, you must execute. Why? Because somebody is waiting for you to execute your gift to receive what they need to go on. That's why your gifts are given to empower, to encourage, to edify. Somebody's waiting. They might just be a little shy. But when they see you in your gift performing, they're like, oh, and I can also. They're encouraged to go out and do 
So when you are not in your place, you are causing other people to be stunted or to be standing still, stagnated or stunted in their growth, slowed down. It's your fault and the blood will be required of you. I gave you this gift to teach and you decided you are too grand. You can't stand it. Look, I was teaching, I'm not teaching in the church. So everybody who was waiting to hear the word of God in your process of teaching, I gave you as a gift to the body of Christ. You decided you know too, too much. So if you're not in your place, you're not just blocking your blessings, you're also blocking those that are waiting. God has put something in you that's going to work in someone else. You are blessed to be a blessing. You're not just blessed for yourself. Yes, but your blessing, you will make, the Bible says, your gift shall make room for you and bring you before agreement. You're supposed to make a living out of your gifts, your blessings, those things that he has put in you. Yes, you get what, what comes to you. What he has planned for you to get, you will get in the exercise of your gift. But you are blessed to be a blessing. In the process of you exercising and being blessed, someone else is also going to get blessed and be encouraged, be edified, to go on. And then the kingdom grows. But because you're selfish and narrow-minded and, you know, self-centered, you decide no. And it will be accounted to you. And you will give account to the one who put the gifts in there. So I want to tell you today, in the process of your maturity, the trials are going to come. But you have everything. He won't just put you out there with those problems and no solution. If he says he lived your life, he created your life and completed it, then caused you to be born to live it, then everything that you need to succeed, otherwise he's setting you up to fail. And that makes him not God. He is God all by himself. Doesn't need anybody's help. So he, he's the all-knowing God, then he knows your problems are going to come. Especially because you've decided to be on his part, on his behalf. So everything that you need is already available. You must now trust him by faith and your steps will be ordered. But if you decide not to take any steps at all and just where do you think you're going? How do you think you're going to get there? There is a process and there's no way around it. He's not going to short circuit it for you. He's not going to cut corners. Because if you get to that place and you're not empowered, you're not fully built, you're not it's futile. The grace may take you there, but you may not have what it takes to stay there. You will backslide. Because those things that affected you when you were not for him will come up. So if you don't go through the trials and get strengthened, and mature from milk to meat, strong meat, then when those things come, if he moves you from here to class six and they give you the common entrance or the, the GC, GCE exam, exams or whatever they call now, GCSE, when they bring it, if you haven't been taught all those things, you will fail. Same thing, if he moves you from here and makes you a president and you don't know what it takes to be a president, then he's setting you up to fail. So those things that you, from this point to that point, what has been prophesied, 
you must wage a good battle. That means trials, fire, water, rivers. But if you trust it, it'll work together for your good and you turn it around and you can now be what he envisioned you, what he created you to be in his mind. Amen? Upon hearing that word, I hope you've been blessed. If there's anybody here, you're not sure where you're going. You haven't even thought about it. You're not, you've not been purposeful about it. This is your chance. But it begins with you being born of God. See, when you're born, is a born of your sinful mother and father. Even in the process of your birth, you're already by default. Ulaji. But now, having, you're cognizant of good and evil. So you must make a purposeful decision to give your life to him. That's where it begins, being born of him, of his spirit, accepting the gift of salvation. It's simple. Choose Jesus, go to heaven. Don't choose him, go to hell. And I don't mean I'm telling you to go to hell. Literally, that's what it is. Either you're for him and you end up with him, or you're not for him, that means you're against him. Either you're going to help him gather, or you're scattering. There's no middle ground. Well, I didn't involve myself. No. You're with me, gathering. If not, the only other alternative, you're a scatterer. And if you're a scatterer, you are cursed. So when you look around, everything's going wrong. You, yeah, last week we studied it. You will make your way prosperous. You, it's in your hands. That's what we were talking about last week. You, according to the word. You, not anybody else, not your mother, not your father, not the people who didn't give you the right education, not the people who give you the right choice. No, you, it begins with his word. When you know. So today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins, come. It's free. There's nothing you can do. You can't work for it. You can't pay for it. There's no good thing that you can do that will make you worthy, except for his grace. And by faith you receive it. It is imputed unto you. And once it is, you are entitled to every good promise that's in his book. Every good promise in his book becomes your heritage. Anyone? Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your Christian walk with God. We love you so much and we are always here to support. So if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya. We love to have you and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.